vieja. Old clothes. A direct translation. Sounds appetizing, right? Anytime I've asked a local Panamanian what is a typical dish in Panama, this comes up. Shredded beef, simmered for hours in a tomato sauce, and then served with rice or patacones. My favorite type of plate. Meat smothered in a sauce ends up mixing with everything. The perfect pair. Bienvenidos, welcome, and thank you for joining us for Season 1, Episode 4 of the Pana Familia Podcast with Eduardo and Nicole, where we discuss our experience relocating to and raising our three young children here in Panama, share our journey of building our new farm and home here in Central America, and let you know what we're learning along the way. We're glad you're here. Vaminos! talk about food our literally our favorite thing in the world other than i guess each other and each other and our, our kids. children uh, yeah we food, have to say that food's a big part of our family uh as crazy as it sounds a lot of our life revolves around food whether mm-hmm. where we're gonna go eat or what are we uh uh gonna go cook for the night and uh and whether what stores we go to to buy stuff or what mm-hmm. we buy so a lot of our life is about food and uh, we don't take it very uh we take it very seriously <laughs> oh, we take it well i was like we don't take it very lightly uh yeah i just wanted to just start out by saying that we might sound a little pretentious in this conversation but we're okay with that when it comes to food because yeah. it is important not only like for like enjoyment and like memories and family togetherness but also for our like nourishment and our health uh, so if you think, uh, we sound a little annoying talking about food, little, we'll just, uh, little, uh, snooty nose. <laughs> We're sorry. Sorry. We'll just uh, apologize just, here, but it's just, we take food very serious and, uh-huh. uh, we just don't take it very lightly, <laughs> like I said before, but, uh, yeah, we've always ate pretty fresh, uh, stuff in the United States. Um, we had our farm, so we yeah. had access to a lot of, uh, fresh produce and we had a lot of uh, access to fresh lamb meat that we harvested on our ourselves and uh, and then I would get some beef from guys that I would work for and so we always had a lot of uh, just good good quality high quality produce and meat at the house and still go grocery shopping but we wouldn't get the huge shopping cart of stuff because we had so much stuff at the house already so and one of the reasons we moved here is so we could purchase more land and grow or raise more of our own more of our own food yeah like have Um, the dairy that we couldn't didn't have enough land for there 
um, have more space for trees and fruits and, um, yeah, just have more space to grow yeah. and raise more, more of our own beef. And, and um, but yeah, we've always been very conscious about the, about our food. And, uh, and then as far as going out to restaurants, uh, we'd avoid chains as much as possible. Um, unless you consider in and out a chain, I guess it is a local chain, but for the most part, <laughs> we're eating a lot of local restaurants, but yeah, that's kind of like a little background of our, what we think about food and uh, we'll just roll right into the food situation down here. Um, there is a lot of, uh, different, uh, fruits here that we're not used to up there because, you know, they grow different stuff here. You know, a lot, the pineapple here is super fresh. It tastes way better than anything in the United States because it doesn't have to get shipped across the ocean and uh um, we have actually got very lucky um there's a local um produce guy that drives he fills up his truck I'm assuming every morning and drives to different areas and he comes here on Monday mornings to our neighbor's house and uh he has everything fruits and vegetables um and so we just load up every week um, so you can find a lot of the same vegetables, onions and garlic and carrots, um, celery, that kind of stuff. Um, but then we're learning about new vegetables like um, chayote and um, all the tropical fruits like uh, momochino is the one that was just in season right now, which is delicious. Um, there's, you know, the mango and the avocado, which the season is over. So we haven't had much of that. Um, obviously tons of bananas, which Jesse's very happy about. Um, and then new ones that we're hearing about, like breadfruit and uh, guanabana. And hmm, that's, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But um, not only are we learning about some new fruits and vegetables here but like what season they're available in like when the trees are fruiting just because it seems almost like oh it's sunny all year long here so you would just have these fruits all year long but like i mentioned before like the avocado season was just um in early summer so then you don't get avocados for the whole rest of the year you know and you just wait it out uh so we're excited for that next year uh but buying from a local produce guy, and these are grown maybe like two or three hours away from us. They grow a lot of the vegetables up where it's cooler because it is a little too hot here to grow um, some of those more tender plants like lettuces and herbs. Uh, but we're able to get some of the basic things that we would use. I always like to have carrots and potatoes and onions and garlic on hand, so I'm able to do that. Um, and it's, you know, it's a good price and, um, we're supporting you know uh, a guy who has his own produce delivery service which is great um, so we're trying to um, you know instead of going to the store and trying to find a bunch of imported products that um, we're so used to we're trying to you know embrace what is available and fresh here and part of that is the you know the fish and the and the beef that's just all over do you want to talk a little bit about uh, I don't know the difference in beef here and how we're okay with it but we've heard people kind of so okay with it. so the beef here uh it's a different type of cattle you know it's a warmer more humid climate so they use brahma cows uh which are 
way better for this climate and they don't raise as much Angus. There are some guys that do raise Angus up in the mountains where it's a little cooler, but uh, I would say 90% of the, or 95% of the cattle raised here um, are Brahma. So the beef doesn't marble. It's not, it's not the best meat for steak. The cattle aren't the best for steak, but it does make great ground beef, carne asadas, um, all sorts of stew meats. All sorts of stew meats. Um, it's, uh, so it's, and it's all grass fed. And it's all grass fed here. (laughs) It's just all because it's, you know, rain so much here and there's a lot of, you know, mountainous areas. So they're just on, on the pasture and aren't corn, you know, grain fed, you know, the last three months of their life, uh, to, to get that extra juice on them here. There is a market for high end steaks, mostly by, uh, you know, uh, bigger bigger cities by foreigners and people, the bigger cities does have the middle class. So they are willing to spend more money. You go to the carniceria here and you see everything. You see the feet, the everything. Because mm-hmm. they don't want any part of the animal to go to waste, yeah. and uh, people, which I really like. We appreciate you know? that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, throw all that stuff in my broth, and we used to get all the scraps when yeah, we got we, our our animals harvested. We didn't waste all that stuff just because it doesn't look perfect. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you don't waste any part of the animal. That's the fish, fish. The yeah. fish. This is the big the big highlight of the country, or at least where we well, live on the coast. I guess, on the right? coast, yeah, I guess probably not more inland. Um, but where we live, um, we're right next to a wholesale fish market and we're able to get fresh fish for pretty, pretty cheap price. Or at least I feel like it is. Um, I mean, it is because the, the wholesale guys are going there and buying all, all the other fish and selling it for twice the price to everyone else. Yeah, that's true. But we live close enough to where we can drive there and just buy the, get at the wholesale price. But, um. Basically, I roll up to the fish market and just kind of go to the house, the little green uh, building, and say, hey, what's what do you got today? <laughs> and he just shows me what's caught, and it's all been caught within the last 6 to 12 hours, and that's what I buy. Um, <laughs> I've bought many different fish there and all shapes and sizes, and uh, they've all been very delicious. And uh, it's actually – I used to make a shrimp ceviche – back in the states but we have access to such fresh fish that <laughs> do you uh, want to tell the shrimp story i'll tell the shrimp story a little bit um that i switched it to uh to fish mm-hmm. just because it's pretty it's good, so good. Yeah. it's so good and, yeah. and nicole's been cooking a lot with it and it's just been I'm learning to cook it yeah, yeah it's actually we've we've had some this is how important food is we've had some family meetings about adjusting our fish uh <laughs> consumption and buying more fish instead of beef Mm-hmm. Because it is uh, a fresher product. Yeah, it just tastes better. Uh, hasn't been it, sitting at the store. For hasn't been sitting days, in the store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fish has been the real big highlight uh, where we live. There's um, some of the best fishing along this yeah, Gulf of Shariki. That that's what we've heard. I mean, we haven't. We're not big fishermen. Yeah, so. we're not big fishermen. <laughs> um, but down the there's some there's a high end resort mainly built around fishing. Like fishing trips. Fishing trips. Yeah, yeah spot which we were supposed to be fishing but the boys broke both their fishing poles already yeah so we need to get a fishing pole because i do want to start yeah we do want to do that i want to go fishing but yeah that's 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 been the highlight of of living here um there is a shrimp guy still trying to find him (laughs) um 
So the elusive shrimp guy. <laughs> yeah, they, I've been, I keep they keep telling me about the shrimp guy. He's got shrimp and langostinos. Those are the big shrimp. Oh yeah, those are good. And uh, but the one time I did buy, I was getting pretty desperate for shrimp. So we were at the grocery store, and I bought shrimp from there. And uh, I opened the bag, and it smelled a little funky. Didn't think much of it. Kept kept kind of going with it. I thought it was just maybe one bad shrimp, so I threw it out. And then uh, it actually had a black spot. On had it. a black spot on it. And he kept going with the rest of the with, bag. With the, I was always just one bad shrimp, but then kind of kept going, kept smelling. And I told Nicole, I was like, "Hey, can you smell this?" She's like, "That smells disgusting." <laughs> and she goes, "Like, try it." I'm like, "I'm not trying it." And so we just threw it out. But like, we don't we don't buy uh, shrimp. Anymore. Anymore from the store. From the store. So, so I'm just looking that, for the shrimp yeah. guy. Well, no, uh, then we bought frozen shrimp once. Yeah, we bought frozen shrimp. Just, so it's not know. as good as the fresh fish. Yeah. So now we're just looking for the shrimp guy. I think he's in Boca Chica. So that's what I keep hearing now. The shrimp guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's been great. Yeah. And, um, and at, like, the restaurants, we usually, well, at least around here, we like to order the seafood. Like, we'll order, like, the shrimp and garlic or the pulpo yeah, or the, the cl- oh, uh, clams, too, is another thing. Uh, that we've found, Nicole's I've, found. I've, I've gone into clamming. <laughs> There's a lot of clams at the beach here, and me and the boys will just start digging. And once you find one clam, you find the mother load. So we'll yeah. come home with like 20 clams and cook them up in some garlic and white wine, and um, that makes me really happy. Uh, but Eddie just thinks I'm crazy sitting there yeah. digging around on the beach like a crazy lady. I'll come in from surfing. I just see a lady digging, <laughs> digging a hole in the beach. <laughs> And then I, I keep walking. Oh, that's my wife just digging for clams. <laughs> but they're good. And there was another beach we went to that had hundreds of them, but they were too tiny. So we'll have to go back and yeah, maybe they grew Maybe they bigger. grew over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the seafood at restaurants is something we've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. So here where we're at, uh, the rest, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of restaurants, but um, the ones that we do have here are pretty good. A lot of good seafood. Um, it can range. just depends where you go. You could get some pricier ones uh, next to the beach that are trying to pick off the tourists. I mean, you can kind of, you can get whatever you want here um, if you look for it. Um, pizza joints are all over the place. Um, burgers are all over the place, um, or at least in the big city. You gotta uh, do a little research. Has like a burger, yeah, some seafood, yeah. sometimes some pasta. Most of the you'll find most of the food at the big city in David. Like or a variety of... A, vari- yeah, a, ver- a different variety yeah. of food. But most most of the small towns that you drive through to get to the big cities just have like a little... They call them fondas. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty simple Panamanian dishes. Yeah, you've and got rice and beans on the side. Yeah, rice mm-hmm. yeah rice and beans with the meat. Um, and usually a little salad too. Yeah, and those can be hit or miss. Uh, yeah. If you want to have a different... A lot of different food, you're going to have to go to the big city. But Yeah, that is true. But yeah. No, you just kind of... Just like, you know, where you live, you find your places that you like. And you just keep going back. Um, you keep supporting them. Um, as far as like grocery stores, um, most towns have like a small supermarket where you could go if you needed um, the necessities, you know, like milk, butter, eggs, uh, you know, like those kind of things. Uh, maybe even some, some fruits and vegetables. But like for main grocery shopping, usually you would go to um, one of the bigger cities just because um, you'll have just a larger variety of options as far as meat. We don't buy meat here at the grocery store. 
Um, that's something that we're just, we don't buy meat at the local grocery store here. We wait until we go to one of the bigger stores just because we want to be a little more careful with that and just make sure it's as fresh as possible. It's like we're an hour away and that's reasonable for us to go once a week and do like a larger grocery trip. For, um, and like maybe once we have our farm and we have like our meat secured, you know, we're raising our own beef again. We have our garden going like maybe we won't have to go to David. Maybe we can just go to the store and get rice and beans here if we need it. I mean, if, if you're going to come here and expect to like eat exactly the same that you did at home, like that's just... You know, I mean, that's not realistic. And, no. and, also, and that's not realistic anywhere you go. Yeah, anywhere you, know. you go. Like, you, the best way to eat is to find, like, what's um, freshest and, and season and locally available. And that's going to be what's best for your body. That's going to be what's easiest, you know, on your wallet. And um, that's what you can talk to people about. Like, I've talked to other people, you know, like, oh, what are you growing in your garden? Or, like, what are you what are you cooking or what is this or how do you cook that vegetable uh one that we hadn't eaten before was yucca and it's this root vegetable which i'm sure many many people have heard of um, and i was familiar with it but i never cooked it but it grows everywhere here wild every every person has like tons of plants growing in their garden um and we cooked those for the first time like two weeks ago and it was delicious and there's many ways you can cook that um, so yeah, just getting creative with that and, and eating foods that are available here has just been, it's been fun and it's, it's delicious because it's fresh and it was just harvested. There's this whole section of like milk that just sits on the shelf, which is weird. Um, I'm still not exactly sure the science behind it, <laughs> but they must just boil the crap out of it and somehow preserve it. So it's shelf stable without being refrigerated. So we we're able to get in touch with um, a local dairyman and we get milk from him twice a week, which is awesome. So we just provide him with our big glass gallon jars and then we go pick it up and um, I make yogurt with it. I've made, you know, like ice cream with it. Um, we just do we use it in all our cooking and stuff but we also just use it to drink fresh milk and the boys I want them drinking fresh raw milk and um that's been that was one of the first things I wanted to find because I didn't want to be drinking milk that was ultra pasteurized and there's nothing no nutritional value left to it here it's pretty easy as long as you're in a more rural area to to um you know ask around and and find someone local who who has a dairy or who knows someone who has a dairy and dairies here are quite quite a bit smaller so um, you know it's another way to connect with to connect with someone here if you see people that are selling um fish on the side of the road if it doesn't look too sketchy pop in and like see how much it is we did that one time and it was great fish he had a freezer and he had just got back from catching those fish or if you see someone who's selling their own vegetables or fruit um you know stop in and buy some not only is it inexpensive but like you're gonna make a friend and um yeah that's a great way to meet people yeah but uh what's been your favorite uh panamanian plate that we've ate so far the restaurant in or Hor own con how do you say it Horconcitos. 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 Yeah, the little garlic shrimp 
mixture that she made there. Yeah. Um, and then also there was a place in Torio that made the really good, really good yuca fries. With the, the but I think that's when we were visiting. Yeah. But yeah, that one was really good. And then the Longostinos. Yeah. Those are my favorites. What about you? Mine's been the, uh, the Concha Negras uh, with ajo, which is basically black clams uh, with garlic. And it's at the same place that Nicole mentioned in Horconcito. Uh, uh, yeah, that restaurant has actually been our my favorite place that we visited. Um, from the food to the people there to like the whole... Uh, just atmosphere of the place. It's just a great place. Kayleen's in Horconcito. So if mm-hmm. you ever find yourself there, go there. Uh, she's it's she's great. It's on Google Maps. It's on Google Maps. Yeah. She's and uh, I will say the hours at restaurants here are a little weird. But yeah. it, I mean, if you really think about it, like they don't want to be open all day. But then it's like some of them open at twelve. Some won't open till three thirty. Some like won't open till five thirty. Some don't open till five thirty. So. Um, it's sometimes it is hard to find out here like somewhere to go for lunch because um, there's just no places that are open for lunch yeah the quote-unquote like lunch culture isn't here mm-hmm. still haven't really there's no street food scene here but we're looking for it i'm sure david has it the big city but we're never yeah. there late enough to like i said they don't open till later in the day yeah here. we still haven't gone to panama city for an extended period of time and check out their food scene but we're assuming They've got some pretty good food just because that is a big melting pot pot of people. I mean, the time we got lost there, I wanted to pull (laughs) over a couple times and be like, hey, let's just kind of hang out here for a little bit. See what they got cooking on that grill over there, music playing. There's loud lap music and (laughs) smelled good, whatever they're cooking on the grill, you know, things to do. We're going to Boquete this weekend, so we'll see what's there. Yeah, we'll let you guys know, I guess. Maybe we'll do a recap after. Boquete recap. Okay, day recap. All right, I think we're going to end it there for the day, uh, talking about food. Um, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, me too. A little bit. I think we're going to go make lunch. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about uh, our favorite thing. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> all this stuff will probably evolve within the next year because we're going to just slowly discover even more. Right. Yeah, I mean, three months is nothing. Barely scratch the surface. Yeah. But luckily, we have found some really good food, so that's been good. that's good. All right. See you guys. See you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time on the Pana Familia Podcast.